Hello, welcome to episode 4 of the place you call home, a podcast where I, Tanino, speak to people about what home means to them and what they'd like home to look like in 10 years time. In this episode, I speak to my dear friend Chandni um, about what home means to her. Um, I'll give you a quick hint in her episode, home is not a place, it's a person. Um, so please continue to listen to hear more about that. Um, and I will pop in as always at the end um, to conclude everything. Just a quick note, sorry that this episode is a day late. Um, there were some tech issues, so the episode has been recorded in two parts. So the third question is one recording and questions one and two are another recording but they're all stitched up into one now um and i yeah i hope you enjoy the episode uh as always i will pop in at the end i'll uh, just to round things off but until then enjoy the episode Um, so, I'm pleased to have here my dear friend, Chandani. Hello. Hi, hi, Deneen. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, so, obviously, this is going to be a really interesting episode because you, we're both from London. We both grew up in London. Um, but obviously, you lived in a few different places and thought you were going to come back to London at some point but your plans have changed um so let's start with the first question what does home mean to you home I feel like you're completely right I've been living in so many different places so I used to live in Indonesia and now I've been in Dubai for five years and I think as much as I call Dubai my home now I think the UK, London specifically, East London specifically, because I'm very much from East London, um, is always going to be home for me. I think it's, I think the two thing, two words that I would describe home is comfort and security. I, um, and that's also the way that I would describe my dad as well. I think that I, as much as I can call like East London, like plaster my home, I think my home is where my dad is. And I, I know, you know, I, I know people say, you know, is, is home a place or a person? And I think for me, it's definitely a person um, because my dad has always been there for me. And I think when I got home to my like childhood home and my dad's there and, you know, he wakes up, makes me tea every morning. And like, you know, I just feel like a child again every time I go home. So I think it's like the comfort and security that he brings, but also like the four walls of my childhood um, home bring as well, because that's pretty much all I have. I don't have a house anywhere that is kind of like where I grew up um so yeah I feel like yeah I think my dad's what I would call home tell me a bit more about that because obviously you're you're really close you're really really close to your family you're really family orientated um and so I know that you have a close relationship with your mum but your dad is your home so how how did that 
did that develop over time? Has it always been that way? Yeah, I think so for me, I feel like my dad's been my biggest supporter. So anytime, so you know a bit of my background, but for my background for everybody else, I work in marketing. Um, I've been doing marketing for 10 years now. And before I even started marketing, I went through unpaid work experience because I wanted to do journalism. I want, then I wanted to do PRs. So I've always been in kind of like this creative field. And I didn't want to go to uni and my dad was the only one that supported me to be like, if you don't want to go uni, you don't have to. But everybody else was like, you have to go uni. So I ended up going to uni. I feel like I did not need to be at uni because a lot of marketing journalism is about your work experience. So I did a lot of work experience um, and my dad would drive me from one place to another just so I could get work experience under my belt to a point he literally said you need to start paying you need someone needs to start paying you for everything you do because I think you've done enough for free but one of the memories is that I wanted to try PR and during the Olympics um, Heathrow Airport were looking for kind of like PR um, coordinators so my dad would drive me for at four o'clock in the this was 2012 yeah, this was 2012 he used to drive me leave at four o'clock from east to start my shift at six o'clock at Heathrow Airport, which is an hour and a half away without traffic. With traffic, it's like two hours. And he used to drive me um, every other week when I was on the early shift to Heathrow Airport. And I'd come back by train, um, but he did that for three months. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have met the first, um, my first mentor who got me my first job in marketing. So I always am thankful for my dad because if it wasn't for that job, I wouldn't have met the right person to get like a paid role um, in my next job and then the job after that because that that one lady always helped me and referred me and mentored me um, and it's little things like that like whenever I won an award or if I you know did a blog post my dad would basically send it in a whatsapp group to every single person in his whatsapp to be like <laughs> oh by the way this is what Chan wrote and he's he's my biggest publicist he's my biggest cheerleader um, and I think that's why I call him home. Like anytime I need anything, I'm like, dad, what do I do? Um, so I, that's for me is that he's my comfort blanket and he's also my publicist as well, really. <laughs> I love that. That is so cute. And just for people who might not know, like East, so Chandi's from East London. He throws obviously quite far west. So that's all the way across London. Basically. And a lot and a lot of the roads were sort of closed or there were diversions during the Olympics. So that to commit to driving you across London sort of back and forth, that is a huge commitment. Yeah. From Every dad. morning, honestly. And I used to just be sleeping in the car. I wasn't even the driver. I used to be sleeping and you know, I'd get there and be like, uh, you need to wake up now, you're here. And I'm like, Oh my god, that two hours went far fast he had no choice but to obviously stay awake while he's driving me but I was just there like living my best life and as being a passenger and um honestly super grateful because it just kicked off kind of like all of my like it kicked off my career I believe um so I, I was like super grateful for it. and that, I think that's why I can say like that's the comfort and security because it's someone that will do like pr pretty much anything for you selflessly um and the thing is my dad you know came to London uh, from Uganda um, after the revolution in, in I'm not sure what the date is, I don't want to say like a kind of date, but there was a revolution in Uganda and he came to the UK um, and he's just kind of, he worked in the same job for 33 years, bringing up me and my brother. So he's always just encouraged us to work 
like as soon as we hit 16 um just to basically pave like a life for us um so i'm always just grateful because i've got that work ethic from him um so now home is i mean home will always be your dad's but in terms of place you live in dubai yeah and I mean, I can't lie. I love it because, and you know this, because every year when I come home and I see you, you're like, are you coming back? And for the first two years, I was like, yeah, maybe. And the last time you saw me, I was like, no. (laughs) And I just think, um, you know, as much as what we see in the media about the UAE and what we see, um, not just in the media, what people talk about, it's, the complete opposite for me you know a lot of people yeah. say that Dubai is mine let's take a step oh yeah let's take a step back with that so a lot of the obviously the first reason why I want you back in home back home in London is because I miss you I miss you too um and secondly it's so much easier to see you when you're in London um but also we've always had this back and forth about Dubai because I've always thought of it as being quite a socially conservative place um and obviously people have concerns about human rights there and human rights meaning women um people who immigrate there and various other things so I've always been quite skeptical of it but you're saying that one it's not like that and two it's changed a lot over time right yeah honestly it's I know a lot of people say, you know, um, about kind of like human rights or the fact that it's man-made. So man-made wise, there's a lot of culture in Dubai. It's actually, you know, you've got old Dubai, you've got new Dubai, and there is so much culture um, that that you can see. Um, and in terms of women's rights, there's so many women's rights. I think Dubai is so different from, the UAE is so different from where it was 10 years ago to now. Women have more rights there um women you know you don't need to dress a certain way you can dress however you want they're very open um they're very welcoming to so many different cultures um and it is an expat community you know 80 percent practically are from all over the world you have like you know from india pakistan the uk the us philippines all of you know from all over the world and that's what i love about it i think in the UK, we always used to say it's so multicultural, but Dubai is on another level. Um, and honestly, there's you just get different types of people who are just a lot more friendly. I don't know if it's the sun um, that has something to do with it, but it's it's just such a nice place. People are so much happier. And, you know, at the moment, we see so much going on in the world. I see yeah. the UAE doing so much to support different causes. Um you know, in terms of humanitarian rights, they're doing so much to help. And I love the UK, but you see a different side. And, you know, and I'm struggling because I do want to call the UAE my home. And to me, it is home because it aligns with my values. I wouldn't say, you know, not everything, but they are changing. They are really Mm. kind of like, they do what they can to help the expats. They really put the expats at the forefront of all of the decisions they make. Um, and it's just such a nice place. So I always say to people, don't knock Dubai until you come there and experience on your own, because you'll be so surprised what it is. You know, I when I when I was moving there, people were like, you're moving to Dubai. Why? Women can't drive. And I'm like, 
yes they can women you know there's you come out the airport and there's women taxi drivers you know they've got like these pink taxis for if women want to um feel comfortable and go in a, a women's taxi but it's one of the most safest places I've ever kind of lived in I I can walk home at like midnight by myself as in the UK I would never dream of doing that no um so you how long have you been in Dubai for now? Uh, this is going to be my sixth year now so you you got married you were in London for a bit and then you moved to Dubai yep so I, li- I got married in March 2018 and I moved January 2019 to Dubai what was that like uh, bearing in mind I had never been to Dubai before probably once no. for work and I had never experienced kind of like living there um I have to say, I, I think I, for me, it's a lot more easier because I moved with my husband. I think it would have been very different if I didn't. Um, just ju- just kind of like voicing my friends, single life in Dubai is not easy. It's very hard. Um, there is, it is very hard um, from what my friends tell me. But moving like with my husband, Vish, it, it made it so much more easier. I think the other thing that made it easier was that I had a job lined up, so I didn't move just out of kind of like just wanting to, but I had a job lined up and there was five of us from um, the role that moved over together. So I already had like, you know, th- four other people that were in the same boat as me, in the same position. Um, and they made it feel like home. Like we were all in it together. We were all kind of like trying to figure out things. We were all trying to get like open a bank account, buy like get a car find a place to live, all of those little things. And we were all in the same boat. So I think that made it a lot easier. Um, but it's scary. Anyone that wants to move abroad is always, if you're if you're not scared, I'd be very surprised because it's such a daunting kind of thing to do. But I, I encourage anyone and everyone that asks me to move abo- abroad. It changes your mindset. It changes your like ideology of what you think of different cultures. It's, it's it's just different. It, I would recommend anyone if you haven't traveled or lived abroad even for six months to do it because you just see a new way of life. So when did Dubai start to feel like home? Pretty much in the first year, I think. I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, in the first year, I think I found like a, gr- a good group of like friends, um, some great girls that I'm like uh, really good friends with. And I think they just made it, you know, with Dubai if you're an expat you are all in the same boat you have the same kind of like experiences you have the same um you you just kind of like doing the same thing you're going out for brunches you're kind of going out to for dinners you're celebrating birthdays um away from home your every all celebrations are by and there's a I can't remember the saying but I think people don't realize that how gut-wrenching and hard it is when you miss out on like say your birthday and I see all the girls out with you and I get major FOMO because I'm like I wish I was there but you meet a group of you know the expats and we're all going through the same thing where we're missing big moments at home so um I think in the first year when I met the like a group of girls um it made me really feel like I don't know home I don't I think I just put it on my Instagram once going back home and everybody was like oh you're back in the UK and I was like oh my god no I'm in Dubai and I, I realized I called it home and I was just like um oh god I, it is home now so how how has your relationship with your dad like developed and changed 
because he's your home so how how has that relationship changed since you moved to Dubai I mean I'm just thankful for whatsapp calls and facetiming because I don't think it's changed at all I think it's changed and things I don't think he relies on me as much anymore to do things because you know like little things like um Chan can you make me a moon pig card for someone or can you write me a text message like you know for announcement he still messages me to ask me to um write him like a template for an announcement or something but um I just feel like he doesn't rely on me as much which I also think is a good thing um you know he's kind Mm -hmm. of he's having dinners with lunches with his friends he's always out and about he's really loving retired life um so which I'm which I'm so happy about because they deserve it after looking after us all their you know lives they deserve to have some fun but I actually don't think it's changed at all he's still the first person I call when I have good or bad news he's literally the first person you know sometimes I know sometimes I'm in the car and I'm driving to A to B and I will just put in my hands free and just be like oh I'm gonna call my dad and he's the person I call like on the way from one place to the other um so I don't think anything has changed from my side anyway he's still always my go-to person um so Dubai is home at some point when you and I would speak we would talk, okay, but in a few years, you're going to come back. But the last time that we, last time you were here, at the saddest uh, meal I've ever had at Dishoom, <laughs> you told me that the plan had changed and that you were, you and Vish were long term going to stay in Dubai. Yeah. How did you come to that decision? I think once you've hit like the five year um mark in Dubai or where it, it might not be Dubai it could be anywhere else but once you hit the five-year mark I feel like you just think I don't know if we're going home anymore and we just woke up one day and I just said are you do you want to move back and he was like never and he said do you and I was like no never and I'm not saying that it doesn't mean we'll move back to London but I just don't think and I think you know this me and Vish have always traveled he used to live in Hong Kong um I went to Indonesia I've always traveled a lot for work I feel like we just don't yeah. sit still. And I just think as much as I love the UK, I'm just not cut out for taking the train to work an hour back and forth. And, I, you know, it's just not me. I I did enjoy it in the sense I always used to read my book on the way to work. Um, I always, I miss like after work drinks because it's not as like, it's um, we don't really do that here. But I just don't, um, I just don't know if I would come back. I just felt like one day I was just like, I just, I, I would miss the sun a hundred percent. And it's just little things that just, you know, the lifestyle in terms of like driving to work, it takes me 10 minutes, little things like that. I just don't see myself going back from. Um, so I think that's why you never know though, maybe in like the next five, the next five years, we might say we might be moving back. We just, we, we just never know. I feel like this is a tease. I feel like this is when your parents say, yeah, maybe you can go. <laughs> and as a child, you're like, oh yeah, that means there's a chance. And your parents like- My parents have given up not, asking me now. It's not <laughs> happening. Um, so you are a very social person. And obviously a huge part of the place that you call home is the stuff that you do there. Um, you just mentioned that after work drinks isn't really a thing in Dubai. It's definitely a thing here in London, or I think even the UK as a whole, quite a drinky culture. Yeah. So what is, 
how does that work in Dubai? Like, what's what's the vibe? What kind of stuff are you up to then? So I, I think there's a lot more dinners because the the culture here is like shisha. So I guess people do okay. go for um out of work. They do go for after work drinks, but it depends the type of kind of like office or work you are at. Like a lot of the my team don't drink, but we they do shisha. Um, so they will go for after work shisha, but I I don't smoke, so I you know I don't, I never really got. I sometimes just tag along. Um, there is a culture of doing things outside of work, but a lot one thing I absolutely love about Dubai is that there is a work life balance. So you go in at nine, you finish at five, and people go home to their families, and they want to spend time at home. Sometimes they'll go to the beach. Sometimes they'll go, you know, just go to the mall to have a wonder down like at Dubai Mall. So there are loads of things to do. There's so many activities. Like, honestly, it's I just call it's like Dubai is the Vegas of the Middle East. That's how I would describe it. Like, it's a huge playground wow. of fun things. You know, there is a there is a huge drinking culture here. There's like brunches, ladies nights where you can drink for free. Like the culture of drinking is, I, I actually think it's worse than the UK. Um, oh, wow. That's saying something. I think it's worse than the UK, but um, it's not just the thing you do all the time, which I love. There are so many more activities, so many more things you can do after work, um, like escape rooms. You've got like, you know, mini golf. You just go, to, you go for a walk on the beach. Little things like that is what people... Um, kind of do or like me Monday to Thursday working days I come home I need to catch up on Netflix I need to watch all my shows I'm like literally on Twitter I'm like you know sometimes catching up with friends in the UK so I use that like Monday to Thursday to just kind of wind down because I think I just absolutely love that there is a um, work-life balance here this this is really interesting because I don't think you and I have discussed this so third question so if you're still in, let's say you're still in Dubai in 10 years time, what would you want Dubai to look like, first of all? I So with Dubai, I think in 10 years, it is going to be completely not what it is now. I think genuinely the UAE is one of the most, most innovative, forward thinking, like tech heavy um, countries in the world. And I think, you know, they're already planning in three years to be like robot um, taxis and air taxis that will get you from A to B. Like, I think they're so innovative. Like, I feel like it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be like the Jetsons in 10 years. I, I genuinely think that it's going to be like the Jetsons. Like, it's going to be super easy, but very tech heavy. Like, mm-hmm. I think things are going to change drastically. But I think as much as I call the UAE home, I like London, like my house, Plastel, Newham is always going to be home because it's just where I grew up, like, you know, walking down the road, going to school, walking to secondary school, walking to like Stratford Mall. Um, I think I will miss those things because it's just simple. It was like the easy life. And now the third question is, what do you think home will look like in 10 years time? I can't even remember what what I said last time. <laughs> um, um, well, do you think you'll still be in Dubai? Um, yes. So I. So yeah. So what would home look like in ten years' time? I feel like home will definitely still be in Dubai. Um, 
I feel like I definitely see potential kids running around as well and I feel like it will definitely be like a like it would be the base um I don't see ourselves like moving to the UK uh back to the UK but I feel like I mentioned like my dad is kind of my home so I, I feel like even though we don't move back I would still be there regularly because I would you know our parents are getting old now and you kind of just want to see them as as much as you can um but so yeah I just feel like home will definitely be in Dubai but that's scary to say because like 10 like that's another 10 years yeah. and I'm just like is this you know but um but you never know I always say you never know you like we may end up moving back to the UK um and because I guess as much as Dubai is our base and our home at the moment London will always be you know home where I grew yeah. up it's yeah. what I know um you know and anyone that says oh how do you live in London like you know I'm so like I'm like there's nothing there anymore I completely disagree I still think yeah London has its you know um disadvantages and you know there, there are things that people may not like about London but London is London like it's where I grew up it's always going to be home I'm always going to have a soft spot for it um and you know I I London for me is like I don't know how to explain it it's where my background is you know you know they always say you can take the you can take the girl out of London but you will never be able to take London out of the girl sometimes I will speak like I'm from East London and that's how I, that, that's how I know I, I will like London will always be my home sometimes I've had, I've had a few drinks or I'm like you know just getting a bit kind of like anxious or you know I'm frustrated and the London in me definitely comes through and so I yeah. definitely you can't take London out of you um you can't take where you've been brought up out of you so but I, I don't know sorry guys I feel so defensive I get so defensive of London even recently especially recently um when people talk about oh you know London's dead um like, there isn't much to do here like, I'm bored like you know you're boring London is many things it's not boring you can do anything here any niche interest you have um I mean hopefully it's legal but you can do anything in London so yeah yeah like even let's say for some magical magical reason I end up leaving I will always be defensive of it because it's on home I, I completely agree and I feel like London has its economic challenges like you know and there's a lot that our government have done you know yeah you, we like I would I can't side with them but we have so much we have you know some of the best cultural diversity um you know in in the UK we've got like such a rich mix of like ethnicities languages cultures and you can tell there's, there's just so much to do in terms of culture you know there's so much art and entertainment there's always new things popping up like you know last time I was in London there's this um what's that new thing in Canary Wharf there's it's it's like it's like a game area and I was just like there's always something new um there's like loads of parks and green spaces you know as much as people bang on about TFL always having issues I mean it gets you to A to B and we've got a good public transportation 
transportation system um but yeah i just feel like you know we've got our challenges in the uk but this there's also so much you just need to know where to look um mm. and like you said if you don't look then that, that's on you really not mm. on what's happening so you have recently become an auntie again yes i have i have got this is my second niece now um it's a family full of girls now which I love the <laughs> girls are really kind of like r- running the family which I love um everyone always thought that we'd have more boys but I love the fact that it's girls running um the household mm. and I know your your dad being your home is but to a larger extent your home is your family your immediate family so does that sort of sway you I'm trying to find so many reasons for you to just come back Um. (laughs) I think you know I I think you know that's the one thing I do feel like you know I get pictures of my nieces every other day and I just feel like you know I'm missing them growing up um but my dad has always said you know you really you you need to find your own kind of like life in this world um and I feel like you know it's only a six hour journey six mm. seven hour journey back to the UK so anytime I need to um I would be back you know I will try and make it back but family yes I feel like I miss it and I always you know there's always the, the biggest con of living so far away is the fact that you miss such um moments like whether they're small whether they're big you miss these moments with your family and that's the one thing I think I would move back for um but I think maybe not at the time being like I love watching them grow up but I'm, I'm, I feel like I come back quite often um so yeah as much as I miss family um I don't I, I'm not sure if it's something that will like you know um because we've now like built our base here as much as I know you want me to come back Deneen um <laughs> I need you I need you to come out here as well uh, um we will see about that you know I was <laughs> mixed feelings about Dubai um so talking about this when we recorded this the first time um we spoke about what you wanted to see change in Dubai and that Dubai is in a big period of obviously it's a new place so it's in a constant change period of change and development so how do you see that happening what yeah how do you see that happening over the next 10 years so I feel like Dubai is um Dubai has become like super progressive over the past couple of um couple of the couple of years I feel like you know more and more people are are moving to Dubai and it's definitely considered like progressive in several aspects you know economic development the infrastructure but it's also like just like the culture there's so much cultural diversity here it's like it's a home of like such a diverse population there's people from all nationalities and cultural backgrounds living and working in the city and I actually find this so nice because it's a very inclusive city like any you know people always ask me like what's Christmas like you know in a Muslim country but actually Christmas is now to me bigger here than I've seen it in the UK you know Christmas is truly celebrated so much here because of the people living here and I, I honestly really um feel like they promote include inclusivity for all kind of like um backgrounds and I feel like in the U- in the UAE there's a there's a big part of like tolerance and openness like 
they, they really promote values of creating an environment where people can, from different cultures and religious backgrounds, can really coexist. Um, and which I find in the UK, it wasn't always the case, you know, growing up in East London, there was, you know, sometimes like, you know, like arguments and fights based on your background. And I guess that happens everywhere. But here I see a lot more where people coexist, doesn't matter where you're from. Um, Even your bit of East London? Yes. Uh, to be fair, a lot, because in school there was always, you know, people arguing about where they're just from. Just to specify that you're from, not to, you know, dive in on your parents' address, but you're like Newham, the borough of Newham. Yeah. So Maybe borough of Newham, like, yeah. So people would uh, talk about, like, you know, like, like, have arguments based on your religion. But sometimes they'd have arguments based on postcodes. I mean, that's just putting it a bit too far, but that you know people it was really I I personally found growing up it was sometimes hard to coexist because people were very very st stuck in their cliques whether that was like your religious cliques or like cultural cliques you know it I did see that a lot growing up and maybe it's better now but I'm not too I'm not too sure but I feel like here I do see people like coexisting a lot more better like you know cultures and religious backgrounds just don't matter as much here okay um and hmm. you know I know like Dubai has also faced scrutiny you know especially on like certain social and human rights issues yes um, but I do feel things are changing you know so uh, personally from what I see um things are changing a lot here and they're becoming more progressive in those aspects as well um and trying to be inclusive of you know whatever kind of like gender um you are and like in terms of the lgbtq community as well um yeah. things are a lot more open okay hmm. so I, definitely I suppose those things always take time right yeah it does i think you know it does take time but i feel like they're listening to the people yeah, um, okay. and really kind of like you know trying to um, be a, a bit more open and understanding about like individual individual perspectives. Um, so yeah, and I I see it in front of me, so I I can see things changing. Mm -hmm. So, in terms of the space, because basically you live in the desert. Um. How do you see that changing over the next ten years? Is it starting to change now? Is the like the design of spaces or the way that they're managed is that changing? Yeah, hundred percent. Like the infrastructure is very modern and impressive here. Um, you know, as you know, they built like the Palm Jumeirah, which is like a man-made island, and it's insane how it um, how it was made. And I think like Dubai really Dubai specifically embraced technology. Um, and innovations um, and they really kind of they're adding in a lot of like AI integration to everything to really like stay in front of like techn technological advances and I just also feel like there's definitely going to be robots here like <laughs> there's gonna be robots there's going to be um, self-driving cars which I know other countries are doing as as it is anyway which I to be fair I find really scary like I, I don't yeah. really want self-driving cars I would I, I don't think I would be ever be able to get in one no 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 that's deceptive huh? I think maybe in maybe some investment in transport 
infrastructure, public transport might help. Yeah, I mean, we've got here, we've got trams and the metro, but yeah, again, I actually, I don't know if they've actually got drivers. I think they do, but um, but yeah, still anything without a driver, I just feel like I'm definitely not getting in it. Yeah, that's weird. Thank you for having me on your um, podcast. It's been really nice to kind of like talk about um, just the differences between Dubai and the UK and what I kind of consider home because it's not something you kind of get asked every day. So it's nice to just be able to um, discuss it. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so where do you online where do you want to be found people want to connect with your work what you're up to oh i mean you can find me on um you can find me on instagram uh, my instagram is chanders or c-h-a-n-d-e-r-s-s um and i also have a new instagram page that i'm starting which is called chans library so if you want to look at book reviews um the latest books that I like, you know, that I'm reading, um, recommendations, libraries that I've been going to, um, please feel free to check um, Chan's library out because I'm really, um, I'm, a, I'm a bookworm and I really want to start writing down my reviews and recommendations. So please, um, you can find me there as well. Perfect. Tanya, thank you for joining me again. Thank um, you, Deneen. And we'll obviously, um, we'll speak again soon. is that thank you for listening um i really really enjoyed speaking to chanty i always do i hope you enjoyed listening and hearing a bit about what home means when it's not a place but it's more a person and a relationship that roots you um as always all of the links that chanty mentioned are in the show notes um, and I have received wonderful, wonderful feedback, so thank you so much. Um, please keep it going, whether it's on online, on some people have posted on LinkedIn, and some people have sent me messages via Instagram or Twitter. Thank you. Um, please keep it going. Please keep the reviews going on the podcast apps. Um, if you are so inclined to leave five stars, that would be wonderful and much appreciated so there is one more episode left to go until this series is concluded um this is really 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 exciting i'm speaking with um alison blunt and sonia solakari from center for studies of home which is a partnership between queen mary university of london and the museum of the home um, so that's really really exciting um that will be up next week on monday i promise um so as always in the meantime if you want to get in touch if there's going to be a series two who would you like to hear from please let me know you can do so via 
Instagram and Twitter. My username is short sarky S-A-R-K-Y 88. All in one, no gaps. Um, and until then, have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye.